you know, here, here's the thing. You, every single person that's here with us now, here's what I know. You are sitting on a gold mine. There are things that you have overcome. There's things that you know that other people would love to be helped with. Uh, and, and, and you don't need any additional education. So however much you have is great because this is tapping into not just formal education, but also life education. Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's cool fact of the day is that I just found out because we have better statistics is that not that many people listen to the cool fact of the day. So if you're one of the loyal listeners who do listen to it, thank you. And if you're one of the people who already skipped past this, go screw yourself, buddy. Okay, just kidding. I'm going to work on my gratefulness and you know forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. But seriously, I'm not going to do a cool fact of the day anymore because more people are skipping it than not, even though I got great feedback from the people who listen to it. So if you're feeling sad that you're not going to get the latest and greatest about cool stuff going on, that's okay. I'm going to take that time and give it back to you in more interviews that are more useful for you. So this was officially the last cool fact of the day that the cool fact of the day used data to eat itself. The show today is going in a different direction. I've done a bunch of stuff on the COVID virus and I'm really interested in that. I'm going to do some more because uh, there's some stuff that I feel we're not talking about, about the biology of it and what we can do to make ourselves more resilient. But something else has happened that's a side effect of COVID, and that is economic destruction, uh, for lack of a better word. So there are a good number of people listening to the show from all walks of life who may not have jobs or who are working from home or who got pay cuts and things like that. And I wanted to find someone for you who was uh, uh, scrappy and someone who is in a position to really talk from experience and authority on what do you do if you want to make it go. This is someone who's grown her business to be on the Inc. 500 list, actually very high on the Inc. 500 list for a couple of years and decided that what's really going on after writing multiple books that inside every person, there's this idea that you are meant for more. And she has used that in her own mindset and in her own life to, to create some, some very meaningful companies that have helped hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs grow their, uh, grow their businesses. And she went from being fired from a dream job the night before Christmas Eve to creating a home-based business that generated more than $40 million in sales. She's going to offer you some stuff today about her experience and what you can take from that to learn for for you. So whether you have a job, whether you don't have a job, uh, whether you feel secure in your job or you don't, uh, figuring out whether or not you're meant for more is going to be valuable to you. So this is a show to figure out, all right, what do you do next? And if you're wondering who could he possibly be talking about, I'm talking about Lisa Sasevich, who's been a friend uh, for many years. Uh, Lisa, welcome to the show. Super happy to be here and uh, yeah, want to give some people some steps to take today. Before we get into the, the cool steps here, I mentioned a little bit about your story. Uh, you basically got fired. You had a couple of young kids. Walk me through what happened there and, and how that was a forcing factor for you to step it up. 
you know, it was a little over a decade ago, which interestingly was right in the middle of the recession. So there were a lot of things happening that are similar to what we're feeling right now with uh, financial uncertainty you're talking about. Um, and then sort of to layer on top of that, I had a newborn and a three-year-old. Uh, they're now uh, 13 and 16, homeschooling downstairs. Um, but, you know, there I was. And, uh, and also, my then-husband was on the path to become a heart surgeon. So he was in fellowship, which meant we were moving like every year and a half. We, you know, we two years. We didn't know anyone. At, at that time, we were living in Tucson, Arizona. So I've got the babies. He's working all the time. Um, and uh, I was working for a small personal development company. I had left corporate to kind of pursue my my dream job of you know making money and making a difference at a personal growth company. And the night before Christmas Eve, um, and, and you know I'm Jewish, but it still hurts. Um, <laughs> I get the phone call from the owner, who was also you know a very influential female mentor for me, uh, letting me know that the company had changed directions and I was fired. And uh, I didn't know how I was going to pull it up, uh, you know, just personally, even if it were normal times. But it was times a lot like what we're experiencing now, where, you know, the little bit of money we did have was was tanking. The the house that we owned, you know, was was had dropped in value a ton. Um, and uh, so I, I this something happened inside me where I was like, you know, I I know I have a gift. I know that everywhere I go, I make a difference. I just need more specifics on what that difference is. How would I talk about it? What would I call it? Um, you know, maybe there, maybe there's some kind of a gift in this. It's wrapped in sandpaper for sure. But if I unwrap the sandpaper, um, maybe this is a chance, you know, to, to, to do something different. And uh, I am seeing this similar dynamic with a lot of people in my life, friends, family, clients that are, you know, looking and saying, well, Maybe it's time to take a breath and see what matters. You know, pa pause the hustle. I'm kind of being forced to anyway. And maybe it's time to evolve. You know, it's just um, how is, is the question I know that I had then and that I see a lot of people asking, you know, if I, if I did use this time to grow, how would I do it? Now, somehow you got this sort of happy attitude that you're just telling a story about that now. I, I, I mean, uh, I kind of feel like you were shitting your pants. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there is just having had a baby, so that is all happening um, <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, le yeah, probably uh, fast forwarded a little bit too much. I mean, there was definitely like... Uh, the not dark night of the soul for sure. And what am I going to do? And, um, you know, having already been kind of a child of personal development, I mean, it was working for a, a personal growth company. That's where I turned, you know, just like listening to mentors um, that had lifted me up before getting coaching, you know, nowadays we can listen to great shows like this. Um, so, you know, what was it back then? Eight tracks or cassettes? <laughs> so, so you're listening to Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and people like that. And you're, you're already kind of plugged in on this, you know, your mindset matters. Okay. So, so that was how you were able to, to flip it, but I'm, I'm imagining that you felt some pain, uh, you know, and, and you're certainly capable of that, but you're, you know, you're, you're someone who finds a way to bounce back, which is I think partly a learned skill uh, from what I can tell from talking with you. Um, off the show just because I've known you for a while. Now, you decided to write a, a new book called Meant for More. 
which you know it's got kind of a salesy you know proven formula to turn knowledge into profits um, is your your big subtitle. Uh, I can also tell you that the bulletproof diet subtitle was like how to lose a pound a day for seven days, like some sort of cheese ball thing. Because believe it or not, uh, if you're listening to the show, I've talked about being an author sometimes. That's what people buy. Like that's what you buy. So I, I don't know any author who likes putting that stuff on their title, but we all do it because um, it helps people who don't know us uh, figure out, uh, like, should I pick up this book? You know, is it worth my attention? Uh, but, you know, turning knowledge into profits, like, well, God, that's kind of mercenary, Lisa. Uh, is that what people really want to do? Well, I'm kind of looking at right now, you know, and people that are locked in their homes at the time that we are <laughs> recording this. and you know, what do you got? I mean, you're going to go, you can't go drive an Uber. So you can't go do labor. You know, what do you got? What are you going to turn into profits? Uh, look around, let's take some inventory. Um, That's you know? why you're on the show, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, is because of that knowledge and profits. Because like, like you said, you're not going to go out and like pick up a, a, a shovel because you're not supposed to go out and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and, and you say pick up a shovel. Um, I just talked to a friend, uh, one of the attorneys I work, work with. She's like, Dave, I got a call today from five people who I've worked with for 15 years at my last law firm and they all got laid off today. And like, it's happening not to people who are, are driving in, uh, you know, an Uber for a living, which, you know, there's a lot of people who listen to podcasts all day and elevate themselves as Uber drivers. Like it, it's a, it's a good flexible thing to do. Um, despite the fact that Uber continuously screws the drivers. But, you know, so knowledge is actually a gift. So most people have more knowledge than they think. And you figured that out and you've helped like 15,000 companies in, in your, your business uh, figure out how to, how to do this. So I, I just would say you've got the goods to talk about this and it's the number one asset people have. Um, and before we go into like the details on how to do it for people, are you worried? Like if we have, oh, there's now 20 million unemployed people. If they all decide they're going to go start, you know, an online program for how to you know, share their knowledge, are we going to just be inundated? Kind of like we are with podcasts. Like when I started <laughs> this show, I, I, mean, there, I don't know how many podcasts there were, there weren't that many. And, and so, you know, I, I went out there, but over the, over the course of time, I think it was 800,000 podcasts now. And Bulletproof Radio is like in the top 0.1%. Uh, and it gets listeners and all, but for, for every one of those, there's podcasts with a hundred downloads, right? And we don't want that to happen. So do you really think that this knowledge thing is scalable for people? Well, I think it's a great point because there are people that would think, you know, I, I want to, well, let's, let's talk about what profits means, right? So there, it means money, you know, to us in business, right? The, the money left over after we pay our expenses. But I, I want to expand it because I think for a lot of people, Another, like when I look at the money that my company makes, the profits, I see a bunch of humans that we helped, right? That's what it looks like to me. So, you know, when we say we did $40 million of sales from my home-based business, uh, you know how many human beings are out there now who've turned their knowledge, their expertise, their service, you know, that thing that they do. In fact, we we had a song produced called Make Money With Your Thing, because <laughs> that's like an, another, that probably should have been the subtitle, right? Instead of the proven formula to turn your knowledge into profits, I would have liked to say make money with your thing, but you know, God knows what people would expect in those pages. So there, there um, is a certain website for that. 
<laughs> yes, there, there is. A, I mean, it's funny, my brand for the last decade has been called the invisible clothes. I always have to tell people it's C-L-O-S-E, like close the oh, sale. Oh, not you know? clothes? I never yeah, even yeah, thought of you that. Know, that's not my site. <laughs> Maybe in my next life. So so profits, you know, turning your knowledge into profits, I, I really want to expand it from, you know, income, yes, great. And the kind of income we're talking about is the kind of income that uses your ability to help people with what you already know. So there's a profit in the feeling of fulfillment, the, the knowing that you're making a difference. And, and my personal quest was really to figure out how could I change my double life that I used to have where I did something for money from nine to five, and then I did something that made a difference um, nights and weekends. What if I could feel like I'm making a difference all the time and be paid for that? So, you know, the, the, if I could add another line to turn your knowledge into profits, it would be and make the difference you know you were meant to make. Um, but, but they wouldn't let me. It was too long of a tagline. <laughs> so, okay, so, yeah. so you're like, look, you got to get paid. Uh, because, oh, I want to help other people, but I have, you know, no place to live. You're going to be reliant on other people. So you're you're talking about creating self-sufficiency and making a difference with what you do. Exactly. And, and the worry about too many people like flooding in with their digital courses or what you talked about with uh, podcasts. Listen, you can go start a podcast and share your information for sure. I don't know that that's necessarily going to get you to the knowledge into profits place. You'd have to take some additional steps, which is really where meant for more. There's a formula inside called the meant for more formula. That's really like, okay, even if you already are spreading the word about your knowledge and helping people through a venue, like a podcast, there's, there's more to it. If you want to turn that into profits. So let's talk about the formula. So people out listening can just uh, tune in. Uh, so men for more, uh, is, is the name of the book and what do see so run this formula on yourself? And you're going to step us through it. What do you get at the end of this? Like what does the formula generate? Yeah. So, so from going through the formula, a lot of the things you mentioned, creating personal freedom, um, doing work that makes a difference, uh, that you love, uh, your own evolution, you know, being able to, you know, here, here's the thing. You, every single person that's here with us now, here's what I know. You are sitting on a gold mine. There are things that you have overcome. There's things that you know that other people would love to be helped with. Uh, and, and, and you don't need any additional education. So however much you have is great because this is tapping into not just formal education, but also life education you know, shitty things that have happened to you that, you know, just you made a wish didn't happen, but they made you the person you are today. Uh, spiritual school, relationship school, all the ways we get schooled uh, count. So at the end of this, you really get to take, you know, make sense of everything that, that made you who you are and look and see, you know, okay, Lisa, you say I'm sitting on a gold mine, but you know, here's the thing. Some people are going to do the work to mine that gold. And that's the steps I put into the meant for more formula because we've helped so many people do it. Some people are going to go, no, I'm not. Or what are you talking about? And just go on their merry way. Um, you know, my hope is that today a bunch of you can see or start to see the gold mine that you are sitting on and you actually feel like, ah, you know, there's a plan. If I, if I want to mine that gold and create freedom and create income and independence, there, there is a way and I can do it. And you can. Okay. 
so if you run the formula and all this at the end of it, you'll be in a position to uh, probably make ends meet if your ends aren't too big and uh, uh, and make a big difference in people's lives and maybe grow, grow a business beyond that. Okay. Give me step one. What's the first part of the formula? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is uh, it's so fun because my the book just got here the other day and uh, my daughter picked it up. She's 13. So she dove in. And it was fun to have her be one of our first readers, you know, just finishing eighth grade. Um, she'll be graduating in our kitchen, I guess. Um, <laughs> will not be a middle school graduation. And um, she got into the first step, which is called making peace with sales. And uh, there's two parts, and it was so great. I actually I took her over to our uh, Facebook page at Lisa Sasevich, and for the first time in 10 years, you know, that I've had my business while she was alive, we went live together, and she shared these things. Blew my mind. Um, one of the blessings of of this quarantine. And she said, you know, well here, let me pick up the book right here. So she said, you know, Mom, I was reading the first part that says, uh, wake up, my friend, we're all selling something. So this is like right under the first chapter. And she said, I realized, you know, I like that trip I want to go on to Tahoe uh, with my friends in the summer. You know, we are in like a major sales process getting one of the parents to agree to drive. Right. Why, <laughs> and, why do people feel dirty around selling stuff? Like, why is that considered almost like low class? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was just looking at this um, before we talked, and it says, uh, I'm going to read right out of the book so you guys get a sense of it. It says, the tape most people have playing in their head about sales revolves around the idea that sales is a battle, and the person who is doing the selling is seeking to win, which means that if you say yes, you what? You lose. And it it's funny because that's I look at you know comments and stuff and and the probably the most common criticism um, that I get um, aside from that I'm just too good looking. Uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's distracting, you know. See, seriously, Dave, if we could just do this on audio only, it would I'd be able to think a lot straighter. <laughs> uh, but but people say, oh, you know, he, he's always selling something. I'm like, screw you. That, that's my perspective on that. Of course. I, I cared about it enough to actually invest my time and money into making it. And of course I'm going to sell it because I think it's going to help you. Right. But if you don't sell it, no one's ever going to hear about it. No one's ever going to do it. So if people are critical of that you're saying they have that tape playing, which is that if they buy something, even something that's good for them and that was worth the money that still they somehow felt like they lost. And that's why they feel like they want to be critical little trolls. <laughs> we don't actually use the words critical little trolls in the book, but, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. paraphrasing. So, so, is, is a douchebag a better word? Like what's the right word for those people, Lisa, educate me. I think that the right word is scared. Um, they don't know the hidden beliefs. Such a personal I, I'm a development. Jewish You're so mother. Nice. I'm, the, you know, it's the Jewish mother coming through. Everybody wins chicken soup for all. If you're not comfortable, I can't relax. I mean, I'm just, I can't get away from that. All right. But, all right. but really, I, but you're right. It, it, it's a trauma it's, thing. It, it's a bad programming, right? It's a, yeah. Like something, you know, someone's going to, it's a trust issue. We could say, you know, someone's going to get something over on me. And, uh, you know, what you're saying is actually pointing to the, that, so in Men For More, what I did is I put a bunch of exercises that we've used with our clients for years. And this particular one that speaks right to what you're asking is called Uncover Your Hidden Beliefs About Selling. And it asks you things about like your family's general attitude about sales. And if, if I would told you you had to get in front of people and sell something, what would be your first thought? What would be your first feeling? Um, because there are things that 
working through this part and this, you know, meant for more, it's not a passive read. Do you know, you're not, it's a, it's got exercises. I mean, it's, you know, not knowing what's going on in your head and making peace with sales. It it actually affects you in both directions, affects you at the buyer. You may be holding back on things that could really help you, you know, like uh, bulletproof products, who knows? Um, And also when you're the person that could really help people and you go to make your invitation, you know, you, you may hold back on that. So, so there's a couple parts. Making peace with sales is about, you know, that piece, realizing that we're always selling. There's a million ways we're selling every day. And like my 13 year old realized I might as well get good at it. It could kind of change my life. And, uh, right. And then the, the second part is, um, the, the next chapter is the first person you need to sell is yourself. And I think this is an even bigger piece of the equation is realizing that you actually do have some some stuff that could make a difference. You have some knowledge, you have some advice that has value, like a ton of value, but you probably can't see it. And I'll explain why in a in a minute. But but you know you've got to sell yourself that 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 what you have has value in the first place. So kind of walk through all that before we can get into you know any of the the rest. It seems like there might be a little bit of danger in this, Lisa, uh, because there is a type of selling that can be uh, uh, not good. And, and I'm talking about the vast, vast, vast majority of multi-level marketing schemes. Uh, and yes, there are some that do billions of dollars. And yes, a few people have made a lot of money. And yes, they've wrecked millions of people's lives because people kind of fall into this mindset around everyone I see is a prospect. <clears throat> and the people at the very bottom of the pyramid, you know, they, they buy $2,000 worth of toothpaste, whatever the heck the multiple thing is. And then they just run out and they just pummel everyone with poorly targeted sales. And that's one of the fears people have about, about selling is, is like, how do I know that I'm not inconveniencing or bothering other people with this? How do you know that you're not pissing someone off when you're trying to sell something to them, especially if you're new to selling something? You know, we're talking here about like when you say I've helped over 15,000 companies, um, I've helped over 15,000 individuals. You know, they've become companies like B2B with a little B, right? Um, Like solopreneurs, many of them. So we're talking about, for example, Doreen, who was a high school college counselor, right? So she was the count that one person in the whole high school that helps kids transition into picking and getting into college. Never enough time to go around. You know, she always felt like she wanted to give more. Families would come to her all the time. You know, is there any way I could get additional help? So she goes through the meant for more formula. She sees that, wow, 25 years, I know a thing or two about helping kids get into college. And she starts to see that there's value. She didn't even realize it. Do you know that the maximum pay after 25 years of her job, she said I could share this, was $48,000, right? We don't so treat she, our, our teachers or our people who no. our kids very well. I'm, uh, no. It should be an embarrassment. But I mean, this is an example. We're not talking about multi-levels taking advantage of people. We're talking about Doreen seeing that what she has has value, that people want more of what she have, and then taking the time to really organize what she knew into a way that she could help more families. So she follows the formula. She does like a test run and gets 12 moms around her kitchen table. 
She teaches them things she never has time to teach about the college application. And then at the end, she says, look, I'm looking to take on a few people to help more. Do you know, it's going to be a thousand dollars and I'll walk you from A to Z. And I, all, she expected maybe nothing. It was her test run. She followed all the steps. All 12 like got their money out on the right on the table. I would have I would have paid five times that. Honestly, Did she get Olivia Jade into school? I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's one of those. It's uh, uh, a YouTube celebrity. Um, one of the is, is it Lori Loughlin's kid? Anyway, what, what you know is that big scheme oh, where people were paying, paying to get into college. At, you know, uh, I was so bummed that I missed that. It would have been so much easier to do <laughs> than the shit we're going through with my son in high school. I'm just, I mean, I just, I got in too late. Um, but in all seriousness, look at this. You know, all twelve moms were like, "Here's the difference." They will, when it's your gift, it's something you're good at and you, you learn how to make an offer, which is the fourth step in the formula. We call it an irresistible offer. Just like at Doreen's Kitchen Table, the people who need you, they'll thank you for it. So you, you taught Doreen how to do that before she would have just helped them as it was like, oh, let me give you my money because it's worth it. Well, that is exactly leading into what we call discovering your unique value. So Doreen had this value exactly the same way all of us do. She couldn't see it because of a few reasons. One is it was easy for her. So like if you're listening, there's things that are easy for you that baffle other people. The college process is a great example, right? It just seems overwhelming and we don't really know what they're looking for. So look for the places that are easy for you but hard for others or things that are obvious to you. You just, you see it, but other people don't see it. You know, this is one of the places to start looking for your own unique value. Some of you have been doing something in corporate for so many years, you could do it with your eyes closed. If you took that out and helped, you know, small business owners or other people, you know, some people call this consulting, but, but being able to do it in a niche with your unique value um, is really what we're talking about. So now, by, by the way, the end of the story on Doreen, she ended up retiring. The school was so happy to have someone to send all these people to that they, they send her constant parents. And now the course is $2,000. She takes a group of 12 through every quarter. So what is that? 24,000. So she's doing six figures, loves it works way less and it's when you're doing your meant for more your unique value like doreen you have the feeling of like am i really getting paid for this you you almost you can't believe you're getting paid for it because it, it's generally in an area that you're good at it and it's something that other people aren't good at but you're blind to it so because okay, so i'm i'm getting so step one the reframe your game is, is stop being afraid of selling and realize it's helping uh, step two, figure out what's easy for you, but it's hard for other people. Yeah, we, we call step two, discover your unique value. That's the formal name. Um, I like to call it getting on your dime. So like, what is that little spot in the universe that is just, you know, your place to give? Um, I think a really good example, by the way, on step two of someone who really publicly was on her dime for years, then she got that meant for more feeling and we watched her let go, which a lot of times part of the journey is you got to let go of some stuff that either wasn't working or it's working and you know you're done with it. So, so this collective pause might be that chance, you know, um, and that's Oprah. We watched her on her dime, man, doing exactly what she was made for. All the things that happened to her as a kid, the woman she was, having been a reporter, like like all of that made her so perfect for the 25-year run with the show. 
And then I would say, you know, in my terms, she she got the meant for more feeling there, like there was something she couldn't see yet, but she needed to make space for it. I went through this last year in my own life, just, I don't know why, but I'm downshifting, I'm clearing the decks. It took some courage, it took some financial management, it took getting support, but we watched her, you know, take her show off the air. And then we watched her, you know, start to move toward the own network. And, and she's still like, crafting into that, right? She's like on the journey. So that's a big public example. But Doreen is an example too, right? 25 years, same thing with with her job at the school. And then she went through the transition following these steps and discovering your unique value. Um, There's what you said about it's easy for you and hard for others. Here's one more place. Um, In fact, we've got five different like exercises that help you find it. But here's another one you guys can just start to take a look at. Um, where is it that people, and this is how it sounds, they come up to you like this. They say, Dave, can I just have five minutes of your time? I want to pick your brain, right? Uh, no. Like how, no. how many times? That hurts. That sounds painful. <laughs> um, see, now with Dave's case, because he's such a beautiful example of someone living their men for more, he picked his brain for you, right? You want to you wanna pick Dave's brain? Listen to this podcast, you know, right? And he picked it for you. He put it into all these products that you can take. And, you know, so, so it's in his books. So, so where do people always want to pick your brain? Because what it is, is you don't, you, you let them, you know, you meet them at, uh, at, at uh, one of the bulletproof coffee shops, you let them pick your brain. And here's the problem with that plan. Like, is it generous? Yes. Does it really help them? Probably not. Most people who sit and pick your brain, you know, they'll pick it for hours and you're a giver. So you, you give, give, give. And guess what happens? They do nothing with it. You know, every time you give like that and the person does nothing with it, you think it has no value. What? Why is that? Um, people generally, there's two reasons. One of them is, and you've heard this before, like pe- when people pay, they pay attention, right? If you had picked your brain and they got that same information, but they, you had charged them a thousand dollars, they would be like out there doing the push-ups and the sit-ups, following your advice, asking you how. So, so one reason is they got, they don't have any skin in the game. It's like interesting. It's like watching a TV show, but they're not necessarily going to act. But here's the other reason that nobody talks about. It's because when we let people pick our brain, but we haven't gone through the process of organizing what we know so that they actually could succeed with it, we sort of brain dump, right? They say, can I pick your brain? And we go, sure. We open the lid and we brain dump. And when we brain dump, it doesn't necessarily give it to them in a way they can succeed with it. It usually sounds overwhelming. We give them too many things to do. You know, they want to know how did you lose the weight and keep it off? Or how did you revive your 25-year marriage? Or how did you, you know, manage your money in a down market? Like, how'd you flip houses? How'd you get your kid into college? Whatever it is. We just, we brain dump. So part of the meant for more formula is organizing, figuring out what your unique value is, and then picking your own brain, you know, organizing your knowledge into a way that somebody else actually could take the steps and succeed with what you know. Now, you've done that in, you know, all of your bestsellers. We can pick up those books. You picked your brain and we can go through them in an organized fashion and we can upgrade our life. That's a lot of work, Lisa. I mean, I I taught for five years at the university level, like taught, taught postgraduate people. Um, it was engineering, but to learn how to organize my thoughts to teach people, 
is that something though that you think that the average person who reads your book or actually i think you're going to give away part of this uh i don't remember what it was by the way i'm not making a nickel off of that you just had a gift for people um but is this something that like a, a normal person who who's not maybe obsessive about that and hasn't been a teacher uh can you do that like how hard is it i i love the question um you know we're not asking you to organize everything you know I, I love the question. Um, you know, we're not asking you to organize everything you know. What we're asking you to do and walking you through, we actually, we, we actually have a little system to help walk you through this inside the book. Um, and we call it your unique branded system. Sounds a little technical, but what's the unique steps you took to get that result, the thing people want to pick your brain about? Branded means we're just going to name it. It's going to be called the Jennifer's Online Shopping with Success System, right? Like, like I have a sister-in-law who she is just right now. I called her. I'm like, okay, where can I get food delivered? Who's got it? How do you get the appointments? I mean, her her unique value. She is always the person getting the miles, the free flights, the shopping stuff. The I'm like, I love people like that. Like, I know they do all the thinking. I'm I'm not going to do that. I'd I'd rather stick a pen in my eye. This is exactly what I'm talking about. It's easy for her, baffles you. I'm the same. But, you know, if she were to take what she knew, hey, first I do this, then I do this, then I click here, then I buy this, and you realized, you know, she told me the other day, I get my Whole Foods delivery by going in at midnight, you know, and then I, I, you take the one for three days out, and it's okay if you only have three things in your cart because um, you could keep adding all the way up to the appointment. I would, you know what it would take me to ever, like, figure out something like that? Well, people want that right now. And so if she organizes what she knows, then guess what? Our whole family can benefit. And if she wanted to turn it into profit, a lot more people than our family. She could be like a food concierge for you where you know there, there's a lot of friction between whatever food delivery systems there are. Not where I live though. I'm like, there's a, there's a sheep walking around right out there. I'm like, you look like a lamb chop. Lamb chops are right here. I'm kidding, we have a freezer. Uh, but like I, I do know I've talked to people in Seattle, San Francisco, uh, New York, and plays, and it, it's getting a little bit weird there. So would would a lot of people be in a position to pay a little bit more to get help? Yeah, hell yeah. And it's not like having someone just do the delivery. It's someone do the thinking about the delivery, right? Which is not something that is uh, is currently done. Here's another example of where you're meant for more journey could live is maybe you've been a service provider like a travel agent like Scott for all these years, right? And you can keep doing that and and help, you know, me, Dave and 20 other people. But maybe in this time, you want to actually, there's some things you figured out about what people are supposed to do about all of these. I mean, I've got, you know, 40 tickets that for me, my kids that we've got to keep track of and some are refunding and some are credits. And there's just like a big shit show going on around our travel at my house. So what if somebody like Scott, I mean, for him, I'm just going to have him do it for me. That's one idea. But there's also the whole group of people that are like, just tell me the 12 things I need to do to kind of get a grip on all my travel right now, rebook, take advantage of some of the deals I can get for summer and the end of the year. Can I get more for my travel miles right now? I keep thinking, you know, those first class tickets that take all these miles, I bet you could get them for a fraction right now um, to Europe and, you know, all over the world. So he could package that knowledge. He could 
put it into some kind of a step-by-step. So there's some people that'll pay to have him do it for him, for sure. And for any service, that's true. But then there's a whole bunch of people that would be like, hey, I'd love to pay you 49 bucks and just tell me the 12 things I need to do. And and it'll, it'll bring me way more than 49 bucks back, right? So... So, so, so there's a book that um, many entrepreneurs have heard of called Think and Grow Rich, right? It's, it's one it's, of the most important books I ever read, yeah. Same with me. And, and so much of what I'm saying comes from this, this one part that Napoleon Hill talks about in the book. And what he says is this. He says, it's not the quantity of knowledge that you have that will bring you a great fortune. It's organized knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, so many people listening that do want to make a change right now, do want to up-level or evolve or thinking, well, maybe I'll go get another degree. Maybe I need to add to my knowledge. I should go back to school. I should get a certification. But what if, like Napoleon Hill says, it's not quantity. It's not about having more. That's not what's going to make you a great fortune. It's organizing the knowledge that you already have. And that's really what we're doing in the Meant for More formula. What it, What is the thing you would organize? What's the unique value? How do you organize that in a way? What are the actionable steps to really do that? And then how do we turn that into what we call an irresistible offer? Meaning, instead of pursuing people, you would invite pursuit. You know, people would be like, oh, you have that? You would help with that? Thank you. People would thank you for it. Do you know why Think and Grow Rich has been such an enduring, amazing book? Why? Well, Napoleon Hill was hired by Andrew Carnegie uh, to go out and study people who'd been phenomenally successful. And he did this for like 10 years or something. And there's some some thought that he might have been at least a little bit of a con artist because he might not have really done all that, but he at least did most of it. Uh, I went and I like looked at the history of the book because it was such a big thing. And what he did is he organized the knowledge very effectively. So the advice in the book about organized knowledge, the book itself has been, it's endured the test of time for almost a hundred years now because specifically it's so well organized. It's a high value, high organization. And now I'm going to criticize people who are listening to our episode here. So you spent an hour of time listening to Lisa Sasevich and me uh, talk to each other uh, about uh, you know what she's learned. Okay, so she's giving you a brain dump for free. Right. And I like this. I've had 700 brain dumps on Bulletproof Radio. And I do my best. I take about eight hours ahead of one of these episodes and I organize the questions and the thoughts. So we know, at least I know what I want us to talk about. And then I'm, I'm guiding our conversation to make it as structured as I know how. Uh, however, how many hours did you spend writing your book, Lisa? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, like probably m- most world class books, at least 2,000 go into it. It was definitely, you know, two years and taking what I have learned from, you know, the people we've helped all over the world and saying, how can I put this into some steps that just, you know, someone could pick it up at the airport and change their life. So it took a long time to organize my own knowledge. Yeah. Now, how long is the audio book version of your, uh, of Meant for More? That is a great question. Um, I don't know. It just came out. <laughs> um, I know it took me two days. It took me two days to uh, read it. You know, I tell all the stories and everything. If it took yeah. you two days to read it, mine was supposed to take four. So that means you're probably looking at something like six or eight hours, would be my guess. Okay. Yeah, it's not a long book. Under 200 pages. So it, it, might, it might only be five hours, whatever, um, for a, a business book that's, that could be in there. 
so I'm just going to, uh, you're listening to the show right now. Well, you just took 20% of what it would have taken you to get the distilled a couple thousand hours. And this is why books are such a great deal that they're the highest ROI things you can do with your time. Because unless they're the kind of crappy book where someone just like pasted together a bunch of podcast transcripts or like there's, you know, hey, I'll write a book for you for five bucks, kind of like garbage books. Um, when it's a, a well thought out book that is, uh, there, it is, it is the highest and best the author can bring to you about a topic, just militantly and painfully organized. Uh, so that you can get the value that Napoleon Hill talked about that you just talked about. And so I just have to say, if you're not listening to uh, Lisa's audiobook, my audiobook, some other audiobooks, or just reading the books, um, you're probably not getting the point that Lisa just made. There was that organization is the key. But in your book, you're teaching people how to organize their expertise enough that they can turn it into, hey, this is how I'm going to pay my rent this month. Because you don't have to go to the thousands of hours to write a book you might only have to spend, what, six hours organizing your stuff? Eight hours? How long does it take to do that step for most people who read your book? I would say, you know, so listening or reading the book, there's the six or eight hours there. And then again, it's not a passive read. So I really want you guys to add a few hours on to do the actual exercises of figuring out your unique value. We walk you through it and it's simple. And some people say even fun because, hey, it's about your favorite subject. You <laughs> and uh, you know, and then going through to say, okay, if if I have some value in that, let's let's pull, let's pick my own brain and organize my knowledge. So let's say you invest a dozen hours total, right, for a possibility of really creating something that could feed you and pay you and make a difference, not just right now, but you know, for the rest of your life. My daughter says she wants to take over my business. So, you know, she's got a few years to go, but, um, you know, this is me organizing my knowledge with the value that Dave provides in his book and on his show. Um, that is him organizing his knowledge. G learning this muscle is really um, the biggest thing that you can do to create abundance for yourself and the people that you love um, for the rest of your life. So you you go through these steps, uh, and by the way, I mentioned your audiobook, and you're giving your audiobook away or something. I like I, I'm not that organized because you know you, you called and said, hey, this this is what's going on. I was looking that the universe does this. I was looking like how do I how do I interview someone about what do you do during a downturn to figure out what you got? Uh, and there was you you popped up. So what are you doing uh, for people um, who with your audiobook? I know you had a special, but I just saw a text about it. Well, it's funny. One of the, the next step in the formula is we teach you how to make an irresistible offer. So I figured I better be walking my own talk. And when the book is is launching here, um, you know, we didn't know a week ago, would they be shipping? Not. How can I make this irresistible and help people get the info now? And uh, I went to my publisher and said, look, I know this is never done. They never released the audio book, you know, till like a month out. I said, can I give it free right now when people buy the physical book? So they, because it's Hay House and they're awesome, they said, yeah, we think people need this now. And so the way it works is if you go and buy the physical book wherever you are in the world, you go to your favorite online bookseller, and then you go to um, lisasasevich.com and you enter your order number, uh, you will get the audiobook right now. You could be listening today 
completely free, the whole thing. I will be whispering the meant for more sweet nothings into your ear um, and starting your learning journey. And uh, and the other thing um, that I want to share is, you know, really for, for you guys that are listeners here and really on this journey to, um, you know, better everything. Really, that's what we're doing here with Dave, right? Um, you can also, um, you can go to meantformoregift.com forward slash Dave. They'll know you're from Dave. Meantformoregift.com forward slash Dave. And we have a little page up there where you can enter your email and we will give you access to a digital course that will help you to discover what your unique value is. You know, what is that thing that I could help people with that it's so close to me, I can't even see it. Um, and this is this is how you claim your value. Wait a minute, Lisa. Are you, after they put their email address in there, are you going to try to sell them stuff? Uh, eventually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. Guys, you should feel you should feel terrible. That you see in the book. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to walk our own talk. So, so you're... It's cool though, because you're you're giving your and we talked about this ahead of time, um, not in all the details because I forgot them, uh, but basically this I've got is some good stuff for your brain. You might want to take if you're if you're forgetting things like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, there there's a uh, this is a course that you're going to sell for like 500 bucks or something, uh, which is a pretty common price for online courses. Uh, but you said no, we're just going to give this away with a book. So I'm like, okay, people listen to the show, that's great. And you know, Lisa's probably going to tell you that you should do something else. But here's the deal: you're only going to do it if the first one was worth it. Right. So there you go. And that's how it is. And there's always the unsubscribe button if the first one wasn't worth it. So I, I would in, encourage you, if you're listening to this going, I, I'm always skeptical when someone wants, you know, wants my email. Yeah, it's okay to be skeptical. It's also, though, okay to say, hey, if they're going to deliver more value than I got from sharing my email, I can always turn it off. So that's my, my mindset on those things. Yeah, I don't really know how else to help you further than today if I can't be in touch with you. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, we just decided, you know, if people are in their home for a while, who knows? But um, we were going to sell the course, actually. We bought the book and then, you know, we'd say, hey, do you want the course? And, um, you know, one of the things that we're, we're teaching in the book is you to make an offer irresistible, you want to have, you know, what's the outcome they'll get? And, you know, the outcome of, of really coming on over to meantformoregift.com forward slash Dave and going through the Discover Your Unique Value mini course. So it, it'll take you maybe an hour and a half. We'll ask you some questions about yourself and uh, you watch some videos and download a worksheet. Um, but the outcome is you're going to see some things that are super, super valuable about the difference you could make and the money you could make doing it that you just really may not have noticed before. Um, and then beyond that, uh, I'm going to be offering some calls that you can jump on where I'll be coaching people through it. So real life examples of, you know, real people, who you know, do the mini course, being able to come on complimentary and talk to me and ask questions. You know, what about this? How would this work? Could this turn into an offer? So it's, uh, you know, it's a time for a pivot. It's a, you know, my, my philosophy and how I'm kind of approaching this time is, you know, I could wake up and be like, what do I want to do today? Focus on right now. And I do that. But, you know, a lot of times that can lead me down going, ah, was my day, you know, really the day it could have been. What I'm doing is standing out a month and looking back, you know, or three months and looking back and saying, what will I be happy to have done during that time? You know, how will I be happy to have evolved or grown? And then doing that today. And I want to, you know, I'm offering this up so that if this is a way that you've 
kind of been thinking, oh, I'd love to grow in being able to have more freedom of more financial freedom, make more of a difference. Um, most people want that, but they don't have a plan. They just don't know the steps. And that's my expertise is the steps. The, the final step in, in Mint for More is put structures in place. And so I've people don't know this. I used to scoop ice cream at at Baskin Robbins for four twenty five an hour, and I used to weld uh, Toyota truck frames. Uh, and and by the way, if it's like a early nineties Toyota truck, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I probably should not have been welding that truck frame. That was not my uh, my superpower, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I I've you know lived you know shared a one bedroom cheapest apartment kind of thing. Um, uh, and you know, paid my way through my undergrad. So uh, I've I've lived that economic, you're sort of like, I really don't know. I'm pretty sure I'll have enough money for rent this month. And I, I actually photocopied my textbooks because I couldn't afford them. Uh, so uh, that, that was actually an incredibly high ROI thing to do. Anyway, uh, when I, I go through all that stuff and I see this put structures in place, I started a company back when I was in college and I had zero money and it ended up being the first company to sell anything online and I paid my entire year's tuition in one month of selling Halloween t-shirts, uh, believe it or not. Uh, but putting structures in place, I didn't have a nickel to put a structure in place, Lisa, when I started doing this. And you've been really scrappy in your in your life as well. So how scrappy can people be? Because now it's a pandemic. You may not have a job. You may not be paying your rent right now. What is a structure you put in place and how much is it going to cost? I'm going to just be real mercenary about that because that's scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I basically share about what I did because I, you know, I grew my company but never took uh, any investment. Uh, we, you know, like I said, we were sharing a car and, you know, backwards on our mortgage and, uh, you know, had babies uh, that you know needed more of my attention. I couldn't afford help, so I'm trying to coach people. You know, in the wee hours, and um, we have a saying that is kind of encapsulates what I did, and it's what we show you. It's called "Build the plane as you fly it." So <laughs> it's a, it's it's what you did with the t-shirts. You know, it's it. What it means is that you actually can start getting paid as you're discovering this stuff. You don't have to get like this whole thing all built and have a website and colors and even a name. You can start to notice I've got expertise in this area. Let's take the online shopping example. There's some people that are asking me about it. Um, I wonder if I could kind of organize what I know about it and, you know, see if they'd be willing to make a little investment so I could put together a little class. It could be at your kitchen table like Doreen. It could be on a on a free Zoom, um, you know, platform or, or online platform platform. Uh, we even had people using uh, free conference lines, you know, and, and teaching one person or more uh, some of the steps that they know to get a particular result. So you don't need a, a team, a company, a logo, a lot of the things that people think they need to do first, a website to be able to start helping people. What you do need is to figure out, you know, what is your unique value, then to organize what you know about that, and then to turn that into an offer that's irresistible. That's the steps. Structure gives you freedom. You don't need to learn to sell. This is kind of the twist. There's like a twist ending to this book. Um, you don't need to learn to sell when you've got a structure. So that when you get into the part about, you know, how do you make an offer that people would thank you for? You find out, oh, it's not about me learning to sell it. It's just about structuring it in a way that that they hear it like, oh, I need that. You know, you communicating in that way and giving them what they need to be able to say yes and feel good about it. 
Olisa, you're a uniquely qualified person in order to to talk about doing this because you've done it yourself and you've helped enough people do this over time. And so you've been building that expertise over the last 10 years. And all of a sudden now there's, oh, 20, 30 million people who are sitting there going, oh my God, you know, how do I add enough value to make rent? Right. And the mindset may be very different. Whereas before it was, how do I do the minimum necessary to make rent? Which is not an uncommon thing. Look, you know, my job sucks. Uh, so I'm just going to do what's necessary to get my paycheck. When you're like, oh crap, I don't have a job. And all of a sudden now you, you can pivot and you can say, all right, I'm going to do something that actually people want to know about. So uh, I, I, it's a very different mindset. I think you do a good job of describing that. And, and that is what entrepreneurs, uh, we'll say what real entrepreneurs do. Like, oh, like there's a, there's a problem that needs solving. It's going to help people. I'm going to start a company. I'm going to put it online. I'm going to do it. And there's the entrepreneurs who are saying, uh, I'm just going to copy someone else and probably do a crappier job because you know, I'm, I'm afraid, but you know, I'm going to try to steal market share. And like, if you're one of those people, you're probably not going to like your life, even if you do make some money doing it. Um, but if you sit here and you're like, oh, wow, I, I actually know something and, and it doesn't matter. Uh, just like you're saying, I, I've talked to so many entrepreneurs. It, it doesn't matter. Look, I'm a tech guy and I have all these skills in computer security and all this crazy stuff. And like, where can I add value? Let me turn your brain back on. Like, let me teach you how to make coffee that does. Like, seriously, it is completely, I didn't have to have any of my tech background to do what I did. I just noticed something uh, in Tibet. And, and it started like that. And it was, how do I help people? In fact, I wasn't even going to start a company for Bulletproof. It was just going to be a blog because I already had a job. Uh, so all that stuff, how do you help other people with the knowledge you have? And, and the structure in your book is worth people's time. So that, that's why you're on the show. That's why I appreciate you. Give me your URL one more time so people can get the, the course that you've got, the book and the free audio book and all that stuff so they can, they can see your structure. Cool. So the first step I would say is to grab Meant for More, the physical book, and then head on over to lisasasevich.com and enter your order number. Hit the Meant for More tab, scroll down so that we can get you the free audiobook and a bunch of other training and support to help you on your Meant for More journey. The thing I also want to give as a gift today for all of you here, thank you, Dave, so much uh, for like helping me to even see that, which I can't see about what we're offering. You're brilliant. Is if you go over to meantformoregift.com forward slash Dave, I want to give you guys immediate access into our course, the $500 course Dave's talking about called Discover Your Unique Value so that you can really see what is the gold mine I'm sitting on. I mean, if I want to harvest the gold, we better find out what it is. And so uh, so both of those things will get you well on your journey, uh, take a li- very little investment of time, money, and energy, and and likely set you up with something that's going to, uh, you're going to be grateful for, you know, to yourself for, for a long time. If I distill all of that down, lisasasevich.com, S-A-S-E-V-I... C-H? I was like, there's no T in there. S-A-S-E-V-I-C-H.com. And find Mint for More, which you can Google for and pick up a copy of it. And then um, all shall become clear. Perf. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Cool. All right. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you for listening to Bulletproof Radio. I hope this was a valuable episode for you. That mindset to break through the resistance most people have, this is golden. Uh, in that having been an entrepreneur for most of my life, having had to overcome that that icky thought that, oh, if I'm going to sell something to someone, what if I'm rejected? All that stuff. The psychology's in here. Lisa dealt with it herself. 
She helped enough people deal with it that I would say she's an unqualified expert. It is hard to hit the ink list two years in a row because they measure fastest growing companies. So she knows how to pour gas on a company because she did it and she did it publicly. Uh, and then she knows how to take people who have never done any of this stuff and say, hey, we're going to replace your salary and then some in a way that feels good for you and probably takes less time. So if that sounds like your kind of a thing, I think it might because, hey, we are in the middle of a pandemic. You may be stuck at home. I don't know of a more relevant thing to tell you about than this right now, other than, hey, here's how to not get sick from the coronavirus. That's a different topic. But you need this skill set too uh, so that you can keep eating the good stuff. See you on the next episode, and we'll probably get deep in science on that one. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.